Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersville International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. Leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. We'll be looking at the topic I titled Walking in His Steps. Walking. I am so convinced that the only way to win the world is to believe in Jesus and walk on his step. I have come to that conclusion that the only way you can win in this world is to believe in Jesus and walk in his steps. Till date, so many never believed Jesus existed. Till date, some died without knowing that there's someone called Jesus. Till this moment, when you tell some there is someone called Jesus, they will tell you I've never heard of him. I can remember vividly one question someone asked me one day. He said, Who is Jesus? I said, Is the Son of God. He said, who gave back to Jesus? I said, Mary. He said, who is father of Jesus? I said, Joseph. And he said, who is God? I said, God is his spirit. He said, who gave back to God? And I told him, nobody gave back to God. I don't know if you understand where he is driving to. You know, maturity has even gone up to the extent of searching if what the Bible says is the truth. Some have gone to Israel to confirm it's really Jesus existed. And one thing I like. Christianity for, or what I love Jesus for, is that every account of Jesus, there's weakness. That is to say that every testimony today, there must be evidence 
If anybody tells you anything about, if anybody shares a testimony with you and there is no evidence, something is wrong somewhere. Everything about Jesus, there was this track record. So I'm always afraid when someone tell, tells me that, ah, man, the solution has come. The first question I ask, please show me the track record. Show me the track record. For you and I to walk in his steps. We must see the evidence. And evidence is not far from the scripture. The evidence is not far from scripture. Beloved, tonight, we're going to be looking at the steps that made us what we are today. The steps, those evidence that we will see, that we heard, that we read in account of Jesus. See, in this in this in this office, this ministry today. If you don't have anything to show forth that Jesus died and rose again, beloved, there's bound to be questions. We have to showcase the evidence. So if there is no step, there won't be Christianity today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he saw him. And his mother said unto him, My son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been terribly worried trying to find you. Look at Jesus' response. He answered them. Why did you have to look for me? Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? One of his steps, dwelling in his father's house. Any person who faithfully walk the footsteps of Jesus today will be found regularly, willingly in the house of the Lord. Bible says, I am glad when they say, let us go to the house of the Lord. This is the account of Jesus. He was in his father's house. He was, he tarried there because he knows that is where he belongs. Irrespective of what is going around his environment, 
did not bother himself or he dwell in his father's house because that is where he belongs. Dwelling in the father's house. He was there. And the mother was worried. Just like our mothers today, when we see one or two moves in our children, we begin to get worried. They are known for that. Jesus, mother was worried. So where are you? And Jesus responded, I'm in my father's house. But the question is, what is Jesus doing in his father's house? What is Jesus doing in his father's house? Can we go to Acts chapter 2, 42? Acts 2, 42. They spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and the prayers. That was what Jesus was doing in his father's house. He was teaching, he was praying, as little as he is. As little as he is. Though he was not little at his age, because it is operating from the spirit of God, his father. So he was teaching, he was learning, he was praying. He tarried there, he said, this is where I belong. But in our today's world, church is beginning to roll away. It doesn't matter. The churches and the heart. Irrespective of what you do, don't bother yourself. You can do it online. We can do it without going to church. Was it not that same message that Pastor preached last Sunday? He will still preach. What? Why? Why? Is there any point in going to the God? Beloved, for us to be a complete Christian, we must follow our Father's steps. We must do exactly what He has done. Because that grace has been released. That ocean is there. That foundation has been laid. That life he lived is what he wants us to live. Because before we are created, before we are born, he knew us. So we don't have any excuse in order not to dwell. I will say iron sharpened iron. That is where you and I learn. That is where you and I are prepared. That is where 
you and I are filmed up. That is where you and I are prepared. That is where you and I can differentiate the wrong from the good. Beloved, Jesus dwelled in his father's house. Jesus never, never disturbed himself about the mother probably looking for him or the father looking for him. He just wants to dwell. Are you really, are you really, are you really ready to dwell? Are you really ready to hear from him? Because at the place of dwelling is at the place where you hear. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 22, verse 27, second point. Luke 22, 27. Who is greater? The one who sits down to eat or the one who serves? The one who sit down, of course, but I am among you as one who serves. Field of service. Field of service. Jesus turned himself to a servant because he wants to serve. Jesus turned himself to a slave because he wants to save. Hallelujah. Beloved, I bring you good news to you tonight. The service that you render to God is what honors him. The service you render to God is what honors him. Beloved, don't look at what you will benefit from service. Look at your reward at the end. Pastor once told us that your service honors God. Your service as a child of God. Getting prepared to honor God. This is not a time for you to be forced. This is not a time for you to be pushed. This is a time for you to serve willingly. This is a time for you to say, if it's only the work of God, I will do it till I die. Let it be an account for me. This is the time for you to serve. Irrespective of what whether convenient or not. Whether there is a reward at the end or not. When you are called upon for the service of God, you don't say, why me? You don't walk backward. I cannot kill myself. Service to God. Service to God. 
Beloved, I have seen a time without number that men don't want to serve. Men want to be in charge. Jesus left his honor, left his throne in order to serve. You remember the account where Jesus washing his disciples' feet? I want us to have that mentality of service. That whether it is convenient for you or not, I will serve. Whether there is reward for it or not, I will serve. Whether I am asked by my head to serve or not, I will serve. My dear people of God, if we take away service in God's vineyard, we are losing the value of Christianity. If you want to add value to your life, please save. And I also say this, that if you want to fulfill purpose, save. Beloved, see, the truth, the truth, the truth remains. The more you serve, the more you are elevated. The more you are committed to this service. I'm not saying service with eye service. No, I'm not saying that. Let it be that your service is unto God. Let it be that your service is unto God, your maker. Jesus being 
We will look at Jesus' pain in his death. Mark 15, 22 to 24. If someone is there, you can help me read. Or oh, I will read from here. Jesus' pain is the next point that we'll look at. Jesus' pain. Mark 15, 22. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha. Thank you. Which means skull place. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get. Hallelujah. Jesus being the third point. Jesus led up a difficult and lonely hill and took him to his death. This was a walk of shame. A parade of criminals. Jesus suffered all this without sin. He was crucified, flogged, he was naked, bruised, and abandoned. Jesus suffered all this for you and I. Beloved, a gospel that you hear that tells you that everything is smooth, run away from that gospel, is fallacy. That in your Christian race, it will be all smooth road. It will all be rosy. is fallacy. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. Jesus suffered all this for you and I. Can you imagine a man without sin was flogged? A man without sin was naked. A man without sin was given a sour drink. A man without sin died for you and I. And you will say you will not serve this God. And you will say that what he has done is not enough. And you will say, no, it is not time. When is the time? You will say until I get all I need to get, until I have all the position. That is when it's convenient for me. No, that is not a step. This pain, Jesus cried at a point. He cried at a point. At a point, he felt like. I wish you can take, just take this, take this wala off me. Beloved, let's stay wherever we are, irrespective of the storm, irrespective of the challenges, irrespective of the pains, because joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. We're talking about the footsteps of Jesus. His pain, his dwelling in his father's house, and service. 
But because of my time, we'll quickly rush steps. I will stop you to walk. Hosea 6 verse 4. Hosea 6 verse 4. Hosea 6 verse 4. Is there anybody there? Hosea 6 verse 4. But the Lord says, But the Lord says, Israel and Judah, what am I going to do with you? Your love for me disappears as quickly as morning mist. It is like dew that vanishes early in the day. There is a danger associated with insincere devotion. Insincere devotion, that is the subtopic of this. Hosea 6 verse 4, insincere devotion. Beloved, Bible says that your love for me disappear like mist. Why is it that the love we have for Jesus disappears? Why is it that we are not beating our chest to say, whether it happens or not, in you I have my pain, in you I live. Why do we give what do we give lip service? Our worship is just on the lips, not from the heart. Why? Insincere devotion. We pretend as if we are doing it, but deep down you you know that you are not doing it. You're not doing the right thing. Insincere devotion. Insincere devotion. We show off as if that is what matters. We do it haphazardly. The sincerity of service is not there. The sincerity of devotion is not there. We cannot tie it to the standard that has laid for you and I. Beloved, Don't worship God with your lips, but your heart being far. That is pretense. Remember that your walk with God is between you and God and not between you and man. So if you deceive man, you cannot deceive God. Our devotion has to be sincere. The, 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 there is need for sincerity in our devotion. There is need for sincere in the worship we give to God. We should not just do it when, like, the, the way others do it. No. Let us set the standard. The standard of the scripture. The standard of the word of God. Let us set the standard. Pastor said it the other day. That we're looking for disciples. Looking for disciples, men who can stand with that sun, with that rain, 
Sincerity is sin with your worship to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Galatians 5 17. Sin of incomplete separation. Sin of incomplete separation. Don't look at the society to determine your lifestyle. Majority of us have left the step and started chasing someone else's steps. We have left the step. Sin of incomplete separation. We now model the world. We now do it the way the world do it. Let's coin it. Let's coin it so that others will be pleased and God will be displeased. Let's, 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 let's do it in such a way that it doesn't matter. Just do it. Do it anyhow. Let's copy what they do. They don't step outside. Let's copy it so that we can, we have the floor. Let's steal in order for us to feed. Let's change the figure in order for us to be prosperous. My son came back two days ago and I asked him, How was your exam? He said, Fine, Daddy. But do you know? But others are copying. Say, I don't get it. He said, others are copying from your book. I was shocked. Six, seven, I believe should be the eighth grade in that class. They started doing Espo. That's what it's called, Abby. In my days, it was Espo. And I told him, I hope you did not join them. He said, no. The next question he asked me, how about if those, those of them copying, get the answer? And I told him, son, do your best. God has given you the wisdom, the knowledge for you to do it without your books. You've been taught in school. He said, yes. I said, so those people doing it are not Jesus' baby. You are a Jesus' baby. So don't look at what they are doing. Face your own and do it right. And God will give you the best. He came back yesterday and I asked him the same question. He said, yes. That he is still cheating. And I'm very sure the children we have in those schools, is a Christian school. The children we have in those schools, some of them probably they are, they, are, they, are, they are bishop children, apostles children, pastors children. They are dead. Look at the foundation they started laying at the age of six and seven. Because we are copying what the world is doing. 
understanding, their mentality now is that without cheating, they will not get the right result. Potter's view. Can we just trust God in everything? No matter the pain. No matter the pain. I made that decision long ago and I was talking to myself. I said, children, you must not feel God. You must not feel God. You must not feel God. I said, God, help me. I will not fail you. Even if I'm the only one standing, grace, oh God, that I will not fail you. Partial sanctification. Hosea 7, verse 8 to 9. Our time is almost up. Partial sanctification. After this, I think I will run off. I didn't finish my notes. It's okay. Partial sanctification. Beloved, what part of our kara fried is not good enough to eat? It's not good enough to eat. You fried only one part. And the other is not fried. It's not good to eat. And there is partial sanctification. You will not grow. You will not grow. In the position you are today, it's what is giving you joy that you don't want to give God the extra. I am sorry. You are losing it. You have to be complete. Half big bread is not good enough. We cannot come out of this church today and go outside and be messing around with people outside. We are the golden fish. That men are looking for. You are so valuable. You are so cherished. Because of what you have that God has given you from the very first day you stepped your feet and hearing the right word. We cannot get it anywhere. Can we stand on our feet and begin to appreciate God? Can you make that commitment tonight? That commitment tonight. That I will continue in the right standard with God. That I will continue to live that life that He has commanded me to live, walking in His step at every point in time. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, 
Follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.